Grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our risen and living Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's really very comforting to know where things are and have everything in its place. When you're packing for a trip, it can be kind of hectic, but when you finally leave and you're in the car and you know everything is in the car, everything is packed and it's there, there's a bit of a peace there that, okay, we're on our way. Or if you go to the airport as well and pack everything in your suitcase. All right, everything's in my suitcase, we're on the plane, we're good to go. Here we have the star, and it's up on the altar now, so I can't uh, play with cars and tractors on it today. But if you imagine taking away the top point of the star, you'll see that it then forms a manger. And if you remove all the points of the star, you can see in the middle a diamond. And so we are reminded by the star that the true, the greatest gift we receive this Christmas is found in the manger, Jesus, through whom our peace comes. Our Advent series uh, this, this year has been talking about this. How we can't find peace by our possessions and our things and uh, attempt to, to find peace through money or the things that we have leads us on an endless, like a line, an endless journey of gathering more and more and never finding peace. But instead, our peace is found in the unity of God and man in the person of Christ Jesus. And how our peace isn't found by getting distance from each other, although that might give us some little relief for a short term, but true peace is found by being united rather than being torn apart and being united in Christ and in his forgiveness. And finally, we looked at the bottom two points and were reminded how our peace isn't something that it doesn't come through our control by making sure everything happens the way we want it to and everybody does things the way we want. Now, that doesn't give us peace either, but instead peace rests upon Christ, on his shoulders. The government rests on him. And because he's in control, we can have peace. And so there in the heart of the star, the diamond, the manger, a reminder that our peace comes through Jesus. And because we know where our peace is, because we know where our forgiveness of our sins comes from Jesus and our peace comes from him, therefore, we can celebrate. We can open gifts. We can go home and, and eat whatever we have ready and cooking. We can go on trips and on journeys. We can get on with our life knowing our peace is there in Christ. He's not in a manger anymore, of course, but he's with us always and gives us peace. And that's what we learned from our text this morning. And we're going to look at God's word from Luke chapter 2. We're going to start with verses 8 to 10. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. The shepherds encountered an event and a sight which at first gave them great fear. But the angels were not sent to give them fear. That was not the purpose. They were sent to bring good tidings of great joy, to bring them peace and the knowledge of forgiveness through Jesus Christ. What's your immediate reaction when you see flashing blue and red lights in your rearview mirror and hear the siren? most of us, it's probably anxiety, worry, fear, a little trepidation. 
How frustrating it might, must be for those officers who are constantly met with fear when all they want to do is to serve and protect the people. Well, there are probably some officers who like to instill fear, and that's too bad. But many of them are good people serving their communities. And how frustrating it must be for them to be met with fear when they're just trying to do their jobs and protect and help people. The reaction of man to God is the same. The reaction to even a little bit of the glory of God. We don't even have the full glory of God appearing to the shepherds that night, but just a small portion of it as seen in the angels. And yet the reaction is fear. You remember how Adam, when God came to the garden, hid in fear. And you remember how Gideon and, and even the prophet Isaiah, their initial reaction at seeing the glory of God was uh, they were convinced that they were going to die. Man fears the presence of God for the same reason that we fear those flashing blue lights. Because we know that we have done wrong. Our conscience is guilty. But God doesn't send his angels to condemn He sends them to bring the good news that your sins are forgiven. I had a friend once, many years ago, who told me that if the angels appeared to him, he would not be afraid like the shepherds. He was convinced they were only afraid because of superstition and ignorance. How badly we often misjudge the reason for their fear, which is born from that guilty conscience and that knowledge of God. Someone told me, actually, just this last week, that our church is too strict. The law of God must be preached, just like the officers must do their job uh, to ticket people and sometimes arrest them when they're doing what's wrong, because it's how they protect the community. The law of God must be preached, but that's not the point. And we don't have to be afraid of it anymore. Even though it must be preached, we don't have to fear that law because Christ has come as our Savior. The law is there to remind us that we need a Savior. Without the law, we would have no use of Jesus. Why would we care that our Savior is born? And so the law is preached. It needs to be preached. That's not the point. And we don't need to fear it because Jesus is there. Our peace is there in the manger. We continue with verses 11 to 14. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on on earth peace, goodwill toward men. In his famous hymn, Philip Brooks penned the words, How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given. So God imparts to human hearts the blessings of his heaven. Philip Brooks apparently wrote that hymn after a journey to Jerusalem. And while he was there in Israel, he took a horse and rode from Jerusalem to Bethlehem at night. So he came upon the the silent village of Bethlehem on Christmas Eve night. Except there in the middle of Bethlehem was the Church of the Nativity with their great Christmas Eve celebration. And so there was the light reminding Philip Brooks of the gift of God on that dark and quiet night. But when he wrote those words, how silently, how silently, he wasn't referring just to the decibels of that night when everything was quiet around him. 
but rather he was referring to the way in which God gives his gifts to men in a way that is not grand and pompous and it's not with the thunder and the lightning that we expect of God, but it's in this quiet way that the God, Jehovah, who created the world, comes to us as a little child in a manger in Bethlehem. We often like to try and wrap our gifts in such a way that no one can guess what's inside of them. I saw a post on the internet the other day of someone who had made this huge papier-mâché figure. The, the papier-mâché figure was bigger even than his Christmas tree and had put his present uh, to his wife in the midst of it. There's no way that you're ever going to guess what's in there. Anything could be hidden in there. So we sometimes like to wrap up our presents in a way that no one would guess what's in there. God's gifts come to us in a way that it doesn't look. We would never guess what's in there. We would never guess what is in that little child. True God and true man, Jehovah, come down to earth. We would never guess what is inside the, the wine and the bread that we're going to receive this morning. The power of God and the Word of God and the forgiveness of God. We would never guess the power of God that is present and the glory and the forgiveness that comes in our church services and in God's Word. We often look at church services and think, think of them as nothing. It's not a big deal. Oh, we can skip them or go to them as we like. We misunderstand the gift of God that is present there and the peace of God that comes to us. His peace comes to us in that little child of Bethlehem. It doesn't look like much to us, but the glory of God come to man is there, Emmanuel, God with us. Our peace comes through that manger. We continue with verses 15 to 20. So it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which are told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Suddenly, the angels were gone. The light was gone. The music was gone. And in its place, just a normal, dark, quiet night might have been tempting for the shepherds to be disappointed. To feel like something grand and glorious that they had had briefly was now missing from their lives. But the shepherds aren't disappointed, are they? They're excited. They're full of joy. Because they know that even though the angels and the light and the music is gone, Christ remains. And they go with haste to see this thing that had come to pass, which had been made to known to them. So it is for us as well. After Christmas, when the tree is dead, and we have to drag it out of the house, and we take the lights down, and the presents are opened, and many of them are broken, and the food is gone, and the, the program is done, and the children's program is done and over, we might be tempted to be a little disappointed, to feel a little let down to feel like something great and glorious is now missing from our lives. But, what's but what is over and done is not nearly as great and grand, grand as that which remains. The manger is still there. Christ is still with us. No longer in the manger, but with us each and every day of our life. 
and the forgiveness of sins and the peace that he comes to bring is still with us. Jesus is our peace, and he is with us always, and that peace is found in him and nowhere else. Amen.